0: The Playhouse and That's Not Kind of Productions acknowledge the Yuggera people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today, and all surrounding areas where we live, learn, and work. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present, and emerging.
1: Brooke, hello. Brooke, Brooke, hello. Oh, we're going. Yeah, recording. Don't sleep in your bed.
2: I can see you. <laughs> I'm sitting in my bed. As, as you would have heard a few episodes ago, we had a kerfuffle and today we are recording intros from home. But don't worry, the crispy microphone quality will be back in just a few minutes time.
1: Yes, we are chilling in the bed, either in the bed or in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> it says to get that good microphone quality going. to do
2: as much as you can if you haven't heard our story time from i think it was episode four about why we are recording this section from home hop on back step back in time for a bit of an explanation as to why things are the way they are
1: it's honestly a story time to remember hey brooke hey chels so during the whole miss coco lockdown shenanigans have you watched any yes that girl so have you seen any like shows have you binge watched any movies or shows great question
2: what did i binge watch um started or like I, re-watching um, re-watching i don't know about re-watching i think mm-hmm. actually no did i re-watch the oc was that true see 2020 just feels like a blur i don't i, I i'm pretty sure i watched the, the oc oh i'm pretty sure i got through all of that oh is
1: that a good show
2: oh i love it i love a bit of like drama and i think it's like aided by the fact that they have this lavish life it's like reality tv
1: if only we could live a lavish life we will we will yeah. we're famous and we're rich season 10
2: the roomies will stop listening to us because we're like oh i was on my yacht this morning and, <laughs> and the <Whip> Sundays. <laughs> was that a read of me
1: <laughs> no 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 so remember the first thing i was thing on a catamaran was... not a yacht oh! <laughs> Because the first thing I remember was like, oh, Brooke went to the Wit Sundays. I'll say the Wit Sundays.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. We'll be recording from the Wit Sundays, and that's when we'll know we've made it. We've made it. Dearie me. What did you watch, Chelsea?
1: Well, I have watched, well, I've actually re watched and watched again and watched again the US version of The Office. Oh, I've actually, oh no, I'm not going to say. say it. Say it. I've never watched an episode.
2: <laughs> How dare you? I feel like I would really enjoy it because I've seen the memes and like mm-hmm. the, you know, it's Britney bitch. Like I've seen, I've seen the clips, <laughs> but the, the qualm is there's so many seasons and there's only I mean... one, there's only one show that I've started after it's finished that has mm-hmm. a heap of seasons that I've made it the whole way through. Yep. And
1: it's Friends. <gasps> Oh, so no one told you life was going to be this way.
2: Dun 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 dun. Sorry, <laughs> oh, that just ruined everyone's listening
1: experience. So it was very loud, the claps. That oh, was cleaner. a that was a fabulous transition.
2: Ooh, ooh we're talking to oh, yeah. the one and only Sam Klingner.
1: Originally set to pivot into Australia in 2020. Pivot. I just don't pivot. have a couch. I don't have a couch with me. Hang on. Imagine me holding a couch saying Pivot. I'm it. Pivot! Pivot! Peppet. Shut up!
2: Shut up! Shut up! I was trying to do the impression. Oh, God, help me. God, help me. Let's just say impressions are not my lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is an incredible producer from Brisbane and he's worked with theatrical productions all around the world from Greece to the tap pack to menopause the musical. And even this one's a bit saucy, so block your ears, children the naked magicians Ooh.
1: whoa stop it right stop there right now on this episode yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> oh my gosh
2: but we are absolutely stoked to
1: chat to him today about the business of shio business let's get into it ladies and gentlemen welcome mr sang klinger
2: last life was <laughs> gonna be the clap, clap. Sam, we could not be more excited to have you on the show. You have toured the world with so many productions, but now you're adding the NBC sitcom-inspired Friends, the musical parody, to the list.
0: Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you both.
2: We're so glad to have you here. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now, what can you tell us from the top about this show?
0: Okay, so Friends the Musical Parody, as you've just mentioned. Uh, essentially, what it is, it's a musical parody of, I'd say, Nelly, everyone's favourite sitcom, right? Yep. Friends. So, while it is a parody, it's a loving parody it's you know we've had we've had some comments from some people who are a little worried that it's uh going to make fun of friends and while it does do that it does does it in a very loving way in a way that you know fans of the show hardcore fans of the show will definitely enjoy
2: yeah and it's already been performing in Vegas what made you think Let's bring it to Australia.
0: Yeah, so it was back in I think 2018, which is quite some time ago now, uh, that I became aware of the show. It was playing in New York, and as soon as I became aware of the show, and I thought that is something that Australians would likely love, given the success of the sitcom here in Australia. Um, I think one of the reasons the sitcom had so much success here in Australia almost as much as it did in the US is because there's a certain novelty to watching six people, you know, live in New York in Manhattan. It's such a different life to the one we live in Australia. So as soon as I became aware of it, I got in touch with the producers of it over there in the US and we started talking about bringing it here to Australia.
2: Wow. And what's been the best part so far of producing something that it's a bit of a cultural zeitgeist
0: yeah, it absolutely is. You know what? I think the most the part I've enjoyed the most so far, this is keeping in mind at this point as I'm talking to you both, we're uh, a week away from going into the into the rehearsal room and we also haven't mounted or opened the show yet. So but so far, I think when we first announced the show, the response we received was just Overwhelming, it was significant, and 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 that was from fans of the show, and and that was exciting to see, you know, because as a producer, I every show you produce, you know, there is a certain amount of risk involved with it, and that was certainly the case with Friends. I, I thought it would, you know, be well received here initially when we announced it, and it's something that people would, that people would want to see, but you don't know until you know so when we announced that show it yeah the response we received was just overwhelming and myself and and Catherine who works with me we were both sitting in front of our uh in front of our computers just watching this response and that was exciting that was very exciting
1: that's really cool I was making me so excited for it now yeah as a friend's fanatic really honestly but um even though it's premiering in the Gold Coast, yeah, it's also touring around Australia. Is that correct? That's right. So whereabouts in Australia is it going to be touring? Have you got that like set in stone yet? Or yes, uh, oh, yes, sure us? do, Ooh. sure
0: do. So it's been it's been interesting uh, because of you know the last year that we've all all had. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, the tour was meant to open, I think it was last August, but those plans changed so we're opening the show this february at the star gold coast which is incredibly exciting it actually the the gold coast was never part of our original tour but with the thing the way things went uh, through 2020 we managed to add gold coast uh and and Yeah, interestingly enough, it's where we're premiering the show. So we open on the Gold Coast in February and then from June onwards, we're touring to Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth and here in Brisbane.
1: That's so exciting. Yeah. And it's good to have the touring aspect to it in Australia as well, considering how bad 2020 was, is to make sure that every city has a chance to see the show as well, even if they can't travel anywhere. It's... A good way for people to see theatre is to tour.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, speaking
2: of Queensland, we are so lucky to get the premiere, especially on the Gold Coast. I feel like no one ever premieres
1: on the coast. I think it is. I think the Gold Coast is booming at the moment, especially with theatre and film as well. It's starting to get its platform now. It's popping as a Gold Coast gal. I
2: could not be more excited. Yeah, Queenslanders are super lucky to get the premiere. Due to COVID, you've got some other incredible shows lined up for us. One of which we saw a sneak peek for on Carols in the Domain. Can you tell us a bit more about the Tap Pack?
0: Yes, the Tap Pack. You know what? It is one of my favorite shows. I mean, I it's it's the shows I produce. When anyone asks, you know, what your favorite is, it it is like you know, I guess deciding who your favorite child is. Not that I have children, but anyway. But The Tap Pack truly is just one of the shows I've worked worked on that is just fantastic. It's just so entertaining. The cast are incredibly talented. Um, you know, a lineup of four to five uh, gentlemen who are, you know, picked from a bunch of the top musical theatre performers in Australia. And it just never fails to entertain the audience. The audience, from the very moment that show starts, they're just on side, and they just love it. So, yeah, we have the Tap Pack, which very excitingly, we have that in the Cremorne Theatre at QPAC in April. And experiencing the Tap Pack, this show, in such an intimate venue like the Cremorne Theatre, which is just under 300 seats, it's going to be, yeah, an experience for... quite unlike any other because usually you know the the show toured at the beginning of 2020 over in the US and it was playing theatres from 800 to 1500 seats so to now pull it back and have it in a space a more intimate level yeah yeah and same same show but in a much more intimate space so people I think will almost feel like they're you know, on stage themselves.
2: Yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're also bringing Caroline O'Connor over as well. What can we expect from seeing her?
0: Yes, well, Caroline O'Connor, as you may know, is is truly one of Australia's you know theatrical greats. She played for a number of years in the role of Velma Kelly uh, in Chicago on Broadway. Um, and has also featured in a number of other Broadway productions, including Anastasia, uh, and also appeared in productions on the on the West End, and featured here on stages in Australia. One of her most recent uh, shows here in Australia being Anything Goes, which she was just incredible in, and uh, and also. Mila Rouge, the film. So she's had a wide and varied career and is an incredible talent. Um, so in 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 this show, which is also in the Cremorne Theatre at QPAC in in March, it's not that far away. It's it's just Caroline on stage, really in a setting that she's never been seen in before. Again, you know, it's intimate, sharing stories from her career, her incredible career, and singing songs from, you know, her favourite songs from musical theatre.
2: That's so cool. I love it. It's so exciting. Because you never rest, there's another show you're producing. We've also got <laughs> Alice.
1: Alice. goes on and
2: on and on. Um, your sleeping pattern must be absolutely <laughs> out the window right now. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland's coming in April. What what can audiences expect to experience?
0: Yes. Okay. So this production of Alice in Wonderland, it is, it is a production that is coming in the April school holidays. Now, originally, it was actually meant to be in rehearsals today and on stage at QPAC next week. But, of course, with the restrictions that came in not long ago, just as a precaution, we decided that, well, we want as many people to see this production as possible, so we we decided to reschedule that production to April. But it's an absolutely beautiful production. It just it really does take you to another world. And I think one of my favourite parts of this production and one of my the things I really enjoy about family and children's entertainment is when you're in the theatre um, as someone who's you know working on one of these shows looking at the children who are walking into that theatre and sitting down you know for the first ever time seeing a theatre production is just so magical and it's so special because it takes me back to when I was a kid and when I was you know probably three or four and I witnessed my first theatre production and just absolutely fell in love with it. So to be able to present a show like that, that children can come along to with their parents, um, grandparents, etc. cetera. Yeah, it's special. It's really special.
1: That's, That's awesome. So, cool. so you did mention it a, a little from that question there, um, how you had to postpone Alice in Wonderland. Has it been stressful doing that, like making the decision, saying we're going to have to postpone it to ensure that obviously more audiences can see it? Is it stressful now in COVID times? How's that been for you?
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's not stressful at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because no. you are a producer. You're a head honcho. Yeah.
0: Look, actually, you know, to be completely honest and, and transparent, with you guys, um, because no one is listening to this, right? It's just us here just us. talking. Just us. Yeah, right. And my mum. So, Hi, mum. <laughs> <laughs> so Alice in Wonderland was actually our sixth production that we had to either reschedule or cancel due to COVID. Oh, wow. So for me, it's definitely got easier every time we've had to approach navigating COVID and making decisions, but the disappointment is always, is always the same. Mm. Um, the stress side of it, yes, that's gotten easier, but the disappointment has always been as heavy. Um, because it's not just me, it's our it's our cast, it's our creatives, it's our crew, it's our audiences as well. So yeah, it was it was it was tricky, but uh you know, it is what it is. You, you have to You learn to adapt to it as absolutely. well. Like the
1: first time it's heartbreaking, but mm. you're like, Okay, what can we do in the future now to adapt to it and find alternative ways to ensure we can bring theatre back yeah. to the stage as well, which is Yeah,
0: that's yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a really interesting time. There's even even to the point of, of just about to go into rehearsals for Alice in Wonderland. So, of course, we plunged into the three-day lockdown here in Brisbane and, and the show was due to rehearse here in Brisbane. On the third day, that Monday, Alice in Wonderland was due to start rehearsals, so we just decided, right, we won't start rehearsals on Monday, we'll start on Tuesday morning. Then, of course, that Monday morning they announced that um, there were more restrictions coming in place as a precaution for the next ten days. So and and meanwhile everyone, our whole team, were anticipating to be in the rehearsal room the very next day, mm-hmm. you know, less than twenty four hours later. So yeah, that's that's tricky to navigate in those you know, in that circumstance. And even just to get to that point, we'd already navigated so much around COVID just to be able to make the production happen. I mean, to put it in perspective, we had one of our cast members from Melbourne for Alice in Wonderland. She, when the cases started popping up in Melbourne, we thought, okay, Brisbane may impose some travel restrictions around Melbourne. So... Let's get ahead of the game here. We'll 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 fly you up early to to Brisbane before there's any border restrictions. So so she came up here a week before rehearsal started. Wow. Amazing, incredible, you know, and and that's I guess something that's been really helpful in these circumstances. We've had so many of the people we work with just understand that yeah, you do have to do a little more in these mm. In this situation, to be able to make things happen, um, so she came up, and then of course, rehearsals didn't happen. Melbourne then imposed restrictions on on Brisbane because of what was happening here. <laughs> yeah, and so she she travelled up two weeks ago from today. Yeah, to be able to up be up here for a production that was then rescheduled. She only gets to fly home tomorrow because Melbourne's just just announced that they will now take. Travelers in from Brisbane, so oh, she's wow. been up here for two weeks, and that's just that's just a really slight, I think, you know, peak into into the displacement and and difficulties that COVID <laughs> is is um, yeah bringing
1: comes out of nowhere and really like yes mm-hmm. we've got this planned oh. yeah that's right <laughs> Never it's mind. just you
0: know and I guess going back to friends for a qu- quick minute you know it's it's just it's certainly the year of pivoting.
1: Right? Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to like at least put a little quote in there, but at least the episode. Yeah, because you've you've done so much. You've got so much on your plate as well. You're a producer and you've got your own group, which is SK Entertainment. How's that been from the start?
0: Yeah, right. I guess it kind of happened naturally. When I, I left high school, knowing that I wanted to produce and knowing that's that that's what I, I wanted to pursue. And at that time... I wasn't thinking about, you know, what I was going to be or branded or if we're going to be a company or what. I think that kind of just naturally unfolded. So the first commercial production that I produced, commercial and professional production, after dabbling in many areas in theatre, pro -am and community theatre here in Brisbane and trying my hand at all different things, including producing, The Naked Magicians was the first show that I went out on um, and produced commercially. And, um, I, I, it was just me then as a producer, not branded. And then as, as that went on and I slowly, um, you know, began to work on other pro- projects such as the tap pack, I then decided, right, I should probably, I should probably brand my company. And that's really where it came from. We don't, you know, our, I guess, mission or what we do is very broad because we don't want to put ourselves into any kind of niche you know we and I think you can see that by all the different things we produce you know it's it's not one certain you know we don't just do musical theatre and and we don't just do cabarets either so you know at the end of the day what SK Entertainment does is we produce live entertainment that is entertaining for audiences um and whether that's here in queensland in brisbane on the gold coast interstate across australia in new zealand we yeah we we tour and present our our shows where there's the opportunity to do so
1: exactly now just before we go into like our next segment um for the listeners who aren't really too invested into the performing arts What is a producer? What is their role?
0: Wow, that is a very good question. Look, I always liken the role of a producer when it comes to theatre. I always liken the role of a producer to, you know, the CEO of a company. So the producer is at the top and overseeing everything for that production. If you think of the production like, you know, as the business, as the company, and they, they look after everything from, from hiring and employing people, you know, your creative team, your, your cast, the crew, managing them right through to the branding and the marketing, the financial side of things, so raising investment, mm-hmm. which is uh, definitely one of the more challenging parts of being a producer. Yeah, and, and managing it all and managing the timeline to ensure that from that moment, whether it's, um you know, I've acquired the rights, like for friends, acquired the rights from a, another producer overseas, from that moment, you've signed a dotted line, you have the rights, you now have to make sure that, that from that moment, that then eventually it's on stage. So it's, you know, from that moment right through to the opening night, and then, of course, it continues from there, so... That's how I describe it in a nutshell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a lot of behind the scenes stuff. The, the it's People sitting in the audience it's, would never think, oh, oh, someone's hired that person who made that decision to do that thing to buy that That's colour. That's right. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's, you know, booking the venues... The legal side of it, issuing everyone's agreements, booking everyone's accommodation, making sure that, you know, everyone's flights are booked. I mean, there's, you know, it just encompasses so many things, which is, I think, one of the reasons I love it. You know, one day to the next, it's just never the same. Yeah, you're essentially um,
1: the parents of the theatre production there. Yeah, yeah, Everyone right. comes to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Help it. us, Sam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what's it, what's it like producing something in Australia versus producing something overseas? It's
0: a very good question. And I have, you know, I've been really lucky enough to work a lot in the US and also work over in the UK um, and other parts of the world as well. I think... When it, looking at the UK and the US, the difference for me that comes to my mind straight away is here in Australia, I think our, um, first of all, we have a much smaller population. So there's less people to go and see things compared to the US and the UK. But we also don't have, our, our audiences aren't as cultured necessarily as those in Australia the US or the UK, you know, or they're maybe not as willing to take as many risks going to see something. I feel like Australians, they want to go and see something they've heard about or that they know about. I, when Wicked first came to Australia so many years ago, I think Australians were very much aware of the huge success it had had overseas and were aware of, you know, they were they were already, they already knew the story of The Wizard of Oz and they were aware of that, the relationship between the two. Whereas, you know, in in the UK and the US, I feel like there's many more people who will, you know, take a risk on something and they don't need to... You know, they don't need to have known about it. They don't. It doesn't need to be Phantom or Les Mis or you know Kinky Boots or Matilda or you know. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I I um think is probably a difference.
2: Do you think then there's a correlation between the success of a show in Australia and it being based on another intellectual property? Like, is is there a correlation there?
0: Oh uh, yeah. Absolutely. I think, and and that's something um, in regards to what I produce, I, you know, it is, it is a risky business, this show business. And um, we always produce and present work that we feel people are going to want to see. So, and, and, and on a broader level, everything we do doesn't have too much of a niche. Um, or if it does have a niche, it's a wide niche, like friends, you know, mm. Our niche is friends, fans, which is a wide niche. Um, yeah, but I think yeah, you're right. Here in Australia, the and and I think it's reflected by what tours here. You know, the big commercial musicals that we see here in Australia, they most of the time they are titles that everyone knows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're either based on something or they've had a huge success over in New York or London.
2: Yeah. Well, on, on that note, is there a tip then for aspiring producers that you could give them to kind of sh- help them get kick-started in their careers or not that you want to give away too much gossip <laughs> competition, but like <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there any, if there's a, there's a little high school Sam listening, what advice would you give them in, in how to become yeah. a, a, a super successful theatre producer if- like yourself?
0: If high school Sam's listening, don't do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's was
1: like, do like, don't do it, don't do it,
0: don't do it. No, no. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely come with its um, fair share of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, anything worth having does, right? So, no, I would say, look. To anyone who wants to produce something, and this, doesn't even, this isn't just for people who want to produce, but if you want to write something, if you want to direct something, you know, anything that I guess it's a little different to being a performer, writing, producing, directing, etc. Just go and take that first step. So then you're accountable and you have no choice, but you have to make it happen. So if you are producing, go and book a venue. Book a venue for a night. Go and get the rights. Make it happen. Like you've at that point, what else can you do? You have to make it happen, right? And it's got to
1: start. It's got to start somewhere, right? You just have
0: to do it. Yeah. And you just and and you as you make things happen as you go, you know, you learn. And you know, there's no, there's no clear cut way, you know, of producing. I mean, you have to. It's definitely, you know, you break it down. Okay, we need a director. Who's who's a director that's suitable for this piece? Oh, this person would be great. Or get in touch with them, see if they're interested. You know, it's um once you break it all down, at least for me, <laughs> um it it all makes sense, and I can make things happen. Mm-hmm. So I just say to people, go out and book a venue, and then you know go to the rights holder and see if you can get the rights.
2: It seems like you just need this this level of like <laughs> I don't know if tenacity is word, like something of just
1: like I'm just going to go and do it. Yeah. Like carelessness, careless, yeah. like yeah. absolute fearlessness. You definitely,
0: yeah. As a producer, you do need to have that. For you got to sure.
1: put yourself in the deep end. That's essentially a yeah. like. There's no other way. I don't think anyone really. There's no other way to. No, there
0: isn't. There's start. no safe. There's no safe way to do it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <You> just go <gotta laughs> chuck yourself in there, and if it if it goes well, it goes well. If not, that's fine. Learning lesson. Yeah, exactly. That's for the right. small
2: price of whatever you paid to put that show on.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, that's right. So you've done a lot from. Uh, like listening to you you've done so much has it been like a, a venue that's been particularly your favorite that you've been able to like oh I love this venue I want to do it again
0: yeah <laughs> um it's that's a really difficult question to answer it's hard because though yeah a few mm-hmm. highlights and I actually I had one in mind to answer with first <laughs> but then another one <laughs> another one's just popped into my mind you know what, can I do it by country?
1: Absolutely. I was going to suggest, do you want to go either by one overseas and one Australia? Yeah, I
0: think, look, starting off here in Australia and my heart is here in Australia. I love Australia. And while I've spent my fair share of time overseas, I just love it here and it'll always be my home and I think I'll always want to be working here and making stuff happen here. Australia, I've been lucky enough to work on a number of productions at the Sydney Opera House. Mm -hmm. And that's just, you know, you can't beat that. That's, yeah. It's incredible. Like walking down to the harbour and to the Opera House, knowing that you're walking into that building, working on a show. i walking
1: into my workplace right now. It's, oh, hey. Hey, hey. It's hey pre- Opera House. <laughs> in the office. Yeah.
0: It's pretty special. Yeah. It's pretty special. Not that I, I haven't produced anything. I have associate produced a show at the Sydney Opera House um, a few years ago, but most of the shows, yeah, there I've, I've been working on with other producers. Then going overseas, uh, I think the real pinch myself moment would have been um, we had the Naked Magicians on London's West End for a month in a theatre right on Trafalgar Square. Wow. And that's that was incredible. I mean, getting off like a double-decker bus in uh, Trafalgar Square and looking at... The theatre, which was covered in our signage, like for, the show, for a show yeah. I actually created with, with the magicians, mm-hmm. that's like, and I was young. I was young when that, you know, I, I'm trying to think back. I was, you know, on the lower side of 25. So, Oh, wow. Standing there, like it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. I did not, never even thought that that would be possible in a whole career, yeah let alone the first you know 10 years of one so that was pretty special
1: they learned overseas yeah as well you're like oh well it happened
0: that's amazing
1: yeah while we're talking about the naked magicians do you have a favorite magic trick
0: oh wow another really good question <laughs>
2: yeah. so the beauty about being on a podcast is you can just pretend to do something and we'll be like whoa, whoa. what did wow and we don't have to describe oh any of the you decisions. want me
0: to perform something <laughs> nah. oh gosh okay. just like, where did he go oh yeah right Sam. Sam, come back. <laughs> um oh a favorite magic trick wow that's a there's too many <laughs> that's, that's a question i think when i was i spent a f- fair amount of time in Las Vegas in twenty nineteen. Um, we had the naked magicians there in Las Vegas and I was lucky enough to see David Copperfield a number of times, you know, who is who is just the top, you know, the top illusionist and magician in the world. And not only is he that, but everything he does is just it's on such a theatrical level and so different to every other magician in the world he you know he's just got it so right with what he does and yeah there's one there's one trick that he presents or illusion that he presents which is just yeah fantastic I don't want to give it away I'll just I'm not going to give away the how it works but essentially what happens is you're you're sitting there in the theatre and there's a whole story that works up to this moment but in a You're sitting there in the theatre, in a split second, I think there's a really quick blackout and you feel this rush of air flowing through the theatre and the lights come back up and above you, above you in the theatre is a UFO flying, like a full-size oh, UFO flying in the theatre, right? <laughs> and then it just flies and it appears, it comes out of nowhere and then just flies, hovers over the audience, then flies down through the theatre and just lands on the stage.
1: Oh, huh.
0: Right? Like, you're like, how does oh. that happen? How? <laughs> and, and that's the – it's just – that's an incredible um, – and I think that's why I love magic is because it is so theatrical. Yeah. And that's the same reason why I love theatre is because it is magic. Yeah. You know, um, so that's – that would be my favourite. There you go.
1: It's a yeah. good combination, magic Absolutely. and theatre.
2: Well, we know that you're an absolute wizard producer, so I'm not. But I've come up with a few concepts Following your formula of shows that have been successful for you.
0: Ooh, okay. So I've, I've
2: kind of, so we've, we've called this game Produce It or Reduce It. So basically <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a, with a show title and if it's something that you would put your money into, you would produce it, you say produce it, or if it's something that you want to throw in the bin, scrap the idea, I hate it reduce it. Like
1: the Simon Cowell of producers. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: So, okay. Now, so you've created this list.
2: I've created this list. So if you make any money off them, I would like it.
0: Yes. Okay. And now in your opinion, what I want to know is in your opinion, should every one of these be produced or have you thrown some in there that are potentially dodgy?
2: I would watch every single one of these and I would spend my own money on them to watch them. Okay.
0: Well then in that case, that means one ticket sold for every one of them. That's right? so, <laughs> a good start.
2: But then if I've like had the idea, surely I get a free ticket to like see my own idea on stage.
0: Oh, that's all you need? But I'll bring someone, <gasps> wow. I'll bring a plus one. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay, so. so Me. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Friends the Musical is a smash, but what about fellow 90s TV juggernaut, Frasier the Musical?
0: Oh my goodness. Yes! And I think Kelsey Grammer, who stars as Frasier, he has yes. he's appeared in a few Broadway productions, so he may be very happy to appear in that.
2: He could re- reprise his role.
0: And I, I spent my childhood, that's something my dad would watch, um, and so I spent a lot of my childhood watching that growing up.
2: Yeah, well, brilliant. here we go. <laughs> one idea in the pocket. Okay, our next one. Loosely inspired by the naked magicians, we have... The nudie, rudy, ventriloquist.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Let I me think it about it. Laughing.
0: The nudie, rudy,
1: ventriloquist. ventriloquist. Where are you going off today? Oh, I'm just going to the theatre. What are you going to see? Nudie, rudy, ventriloquist. It is a bit wordy, but I figured, like. Yeah.
0: I'm just. Yeah. Tr- hmm. Well, you know, there's, there's another show that involves nudity, right? And puppetry. Oh, that is that? That does exist. Yeah. Huh. There is. Okay. There is what? There is one that oh, involves yeah. the puppetry of males, okay. a certain male bo- body part. Um, and that's done very well. That is done incredibly well. Incredibly well. It kind of, in a way, set the path for the Naked Magicians, that ah. show. Um, look, I think I don't want to go into the territory of, you know, Something very similar to a show that already exists. So let's say Fair. reduce it.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, you don't want to like, you don't want to overdo the nudity thing because then people, SKH team, oh, well, that's the nudity company.
0: Oh gosh, yeah,
2: right. You know?
1: <laughs> and then you're yeah. like, we're going to put on a kids show, and people are like, oh,
2: yeah, exactly. Perhaps
1: not. All righty, here's another one. Yeah or nay? From the team that brought you Menopause the Musical, get ready for endometriosis on ice. Oh my goodness. You've got to raise awareness.
2: One in 10 uterus
1: owners have endo. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's and bring it I to the you, mainstream. Okay, hang what. on.
1: When I was like, okay, I want to do this one. I want to say this one. And then <laughs> Zane. Zane, the producer, had like, the
2: most visceral reaction. He like, oh. He's <laughs> in pain. He's squirming. <laughs> Hop on the mic, Zane. I can see you look enough at it. Hop on the mic. What's your input?
0: <laughs> Why on ice?
2: Because, okay, <laughs> here's my thinking. Here's my thinking, right? Endometriosis, often affiliated with heat because heat packs, right? He, he sure. I like to shake things up. Endometriosis on ice. I think it would be funny. I think you could have. You could go a what lot of different directions.
1: Endometriosis on an ice pack.
0: Well, that's. You could call it the ice pack <laughs> on a life size. Like a well, every ice pack is a life size, <laughs> isn't it? Um, but on an ice pack, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, what's hmm. what's
2: your insight? It's Sam? given me
0: okay. Well, it's given me some ideas. Menopause the musical could go on ice. Oh, right. Uh-huh. I mean that is. Firstly, the audience who come to that production are all middle-aged women, likely going through menopause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if we were to put it on ice, that solves that problem. Yep. They're, you know, if they're going through hot flushes, <laughs> that will. <laughs> I never thought of that. The ice, the cool ice in the ice arena, will cool them down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I have had a, a lot of. I think anything that brings awareness to something really difficult that people struggle through, mm-hmm. you know, is is good. And it is a significant problem. I mean, I have dear, you know, close friends who have, have, have struggled with that. So why not? Heck I mean, yeah. it would have to be very carefully approached. Absolutely. It is a sensitive yeah. topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably not a comedy, is it?
2: But you could do a duet but of like two performers and one's... It's it's called the laparoscopy, and you you've have already like,
0: written it, haven't you? I've just <laughs> you've I've already it. written it. I
2: thought She's about it. Ti- once I came up with the title, I was like, you know what? I think this is a moneymaker. You have like a, a duet, and one's like the the surgeon, and then we've got the other the other performer is mid surgery, like in getting the surgery themselves. I just think there's a lot of a lot of, a lot of things you can explore. It's a
0: potential. Wow. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yay or nay? I'm going to say I think it definitely needs some development. Yes. It needs I agree. a significant workshop period. Yes. And it may period? need <laughs> yeah, Oh no. I did that was not <laughs> intentional. It 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 needs maybe a retitle. Mm-hmm. Maybe the musical that is some of the context of the musical. Right. So look, depending on the authors and what their comfortability is about workshopping it, mm-hmm. um, let's produce it.
2: Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm a money maker. <laughs> okay, final one. You've heard of the tap pack, but strap yourselves in for the ensemble of people who really get into the YMCA at parties.
0: The show? Yes. The ensemble of people, okay. And
2: who really get into the
1: YMCA and, at parties. And what does the show consist of? A love of joy.
0: Great, that's a tick. That's a what we do at SK Entertainment. Whatever,
1: yeah. Whatever happens at the YMCA. See, obviously, obviously, as
2: the producer, you would have some of the, some of the the decision making here. So, what oh. would you like to include in it?
0: The sorry, what was the title again?
2: The ensemble of people who really get into the YMCA at parties.
0: You know what? Um, I because I grew up like performing during school mm-hmm. as a as a young kid, and that's what you know paved my way and my passion for theatre. I dance was not a strong skill set of mine but I do know the YMCA so I guess if you're saying I can make a decision when it comes to this production I'd say the YMCA is one of the only dances I know and can do so I will be in the show
2: fantastic
0: uh and maybe of course supported by an ensemble of people who really get into the M- YMCA at parties mm. yeah I mean it's a crowd pleaser it is a crowd pleaser that song
2: Audiences will get up off their seats, join in. They, they will. yeah,
0: They will. Yeah. Produce it let's or reduce b- it. Look, as long as again, the caveat is that I am in the show. Let's let's do it. Let's stage it. You've Produce heard it, it you folks. Produce it.
2: Woo! Woo! I'm so I'm actually so proud of myself. I'm so proud of I'm, you. I could be a producer. However, <laughs>
0: may, may I just suggest that um yeah, any other ideas you might have, you know, in the future with other shows. Mm-hmm. Feel free to just get in touch and we can, you know, if we need to Yeah we need yeah. to workshop them, I'm very you know, don't don't rush into any of those shows. May I just say yeah, that? Yeah, just
1: don't yeah. don't rush into them. Oh, I shouldn't have sent the email today. <laughs> Shoot. I've <laughs> actually already um sent out a casting brief for endometriosis <laughs> right. on ice.
2: Ice skaters that also maybe have no, endometriosis or have known people who've had endometriosis.
0: Maybe mull over them a little. Yeah, mm, okay just yeah, before you rush into those. That's Despite sound me idea. saying just book a venue, make it happen. <laughs>
1: Get Maybe those not for ones. these ones. Maybe <laughs> <not> straight away. <laughs> now, we're about to head off at the end of our interview, but we normally ask this question with all of our guests. So Theatre House is the home of theatre. Um, it's very welcoming and everything. So for your final question is, where do you call home? Because you've, you're a producer, you have produced around Australia, internationally, and where, where do you feel comfortable to be at home? I think I
0: touched on this a little bit earlier. I, yeah, I've spent a lot of my time away from home. I mean, only up until last year, you know, because we couldn't travel anywhere. I was spending at least a total of six months away from home every year for a period of at least, I think, five years or so. And what I learned through that period and being away so much is that Brisbane, you Queensland will always be my home. I mean, yeah. we are so lucky. It is, I really feel that, you know, like the state of Queensland is so beautiful. There's so many things to see, like the beaches, the hinterland, you know, on both the gold and sunshine coast, far north Queensland, like the tropics, the outback, like we've got it all. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's something people have discovered during this time where they haven't been able to travel anywhere else. So Brisbane will absolutely always be my home. I love it. But at the same time, if I'm in a theatre and I'm doing what I love, and whether that's here in Brisbane or interstate or in another country, I feel at home doing that too. So, yeah, that's how's that for an answer. That's a really
1: spot on, literally spot on. Okay,
0: spot on.
1: Love it. Great, great response. Great response. Thank you
2: so much for being with us today thank you we've had a blast
1: i've had a blast you're a legend sam <laughs> and we'll see
2: you at opening night for endometrius
0: is on
1: oh no. my gosh <laughs>
0: how could, about
2: maybe mm,
1: yes maybe
2: the opening night for one on ice pack
1: put it in the pack one of the opening nights one of, maybe the maybe
0: friends the musical parody i think that's, that's a safe go. bet right do you want
1: to give them a bit of information so friends the musical parody at the star at the star the dates
0: yes oh the dates off the top of my head really quickly are the 11th 12th thirteenth of february
1: 11th to the 13th C- of february correct. that's correct yes right I'm before glad- valentine's day
0: right before valentine's day so find yourself a hot date you know i'm available
2: oh well guys if you're interested shoot us through an email oh, no. Shoot us, hit us up on the dms we'll pass the info on to sam
0: that's funny uh <laughs> Yeah, friendsmusical.com.au mm-hmm. is where to, um, where to buy your tickets cool. for all of our tour dates for Friends the Musical parody. And, uh, yeah, if you see me there, come and say hello.
2: Definitely. Absolutely. And where can people find you?
0: Uh, my home address or?
2: Like your, 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 your websites, your socials.
1: Where can people keep up with your poppin' career? Like, do you even have like your own like company, um, socials? Oh yeah.
0: We have, so SK Entertainment is on, on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Um, and very simple to find on Facebook, SK Entertainment. Okay. Yeah. We didn't want to be difficult to find. And, um, on Instagram it is skentertainment .com. Co so dot co.
1: Okay, cool. Sweet. Awesome. Got See you you socials. There. Done. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so
2: much for coming. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Woohoo! And hopefully we can find a match for you
0: <laughs> Oh funny.
1: <laughs> Let's rock and roll and pivot our way to the playhouse pick. So what a better way to start than grabbing some of your friends and heading to SK Entertainment's premiere show launching at the Star Gold Coast. This week comes the highly anticipated Friends a Musical Parody. Woohoo! So join your besties Ross, Rachel, Tandler, Monica, Joey, and Phoebe for a night of unstoppable laughs in a show that lovingly lampoons the beloved NBC sitcom. It'll be from the 11th to the 13th of February and is guaranteed to make sure your day, week, month, even your year is a magical one. Aww, and you'll see us there.
2: Well, You're so going to see you us there. You go.
1: Depending on the night, yes, we're going to be there. We'll either say hello, but yes, you can be our friends.
2: And you might not recognize us, but you'll yes. probably hear us. Oh, just we'll, we'll, we'll laugh at the appropriate moments. And then maybe yes. you'll be sitting next to someone and you'll be like, that's an awfully familiar
1: cackle. <laughs> we're going to ha ha. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, is there something else going on, Brooke? Of course there
2: is. In partnership with Brisbane Music Festival, Opera Queensland are presenting Songs of Love, Ooh, and Death. Performed by acclaimed Aussie soprano, Jane Sheldon, and accompanied by Alex Ranieri. From Debussy to Jane's own work herself, this show is sure to leave you spellbound. This is a two -day only event from the evening of Friday the 12th to the matinee on Saturday the 13th of Feb. Woo. Head on to Opera Queensland's website for more info and for your tickets. Tickets, opera tickets,
1: tickets. tickets. That's a word. <laughs> oh goodness! Now, if Midsummer Murders has taught us anything, that is, quaint British villages are magnets for murder. Mousetrap Theatre are kicking. Oh yes, forgot the sound effects. There we go. Thank you, Brock. Good. <laughs> Mousetrap Theatre are kicking off their 2021 season with comedic murder mystery, The Great. British bump off. But not only are you in for a killer show, you, the audience, get to play detectives and uncover the murderer. Ooh. Ooh, all right. So there will be, oh, actually, there will also be prizes for best dress. So that is the important bit. So the murderers will occur at the Redcliffe Showgrounds Theatre Restaurant from the 12th to the 28th of February fabulous very fabulous Lovely. and also very mystery <laughs> very fabulous very
2: mystery <laughs> just like us just right? like us yes people <laughs> often say like brooke you're such a mystery what, what is that about you <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh goodness oh. me if you fancy
2: visiting a world of laughs last <laughs> ooh loops Ah, and looseness. Woohoo! Woo! Then it's time to take a visit to QPACs, also known as Quapac. No one ever says from... Quapac. Hang but on, no
1: one ever says Quapac. Quapac. <laughs>
2: Quapack's Club Cremorne. Back by popular demand, this is Brisbane's very own speakeasy and we'll close out summer with a fun -filled variety night hosted by internationally renowned comedian Damien Power and featuring everything from beatboxing to burlesque. I do my own sound effects. Catch Club Cremorne every Thursday, Friday and Saturday night at Quapack .com until
1: the 6th of March. Tickets and info at quapac .com .au. Exactly. And all the information you need to know about our Playhouse Picks will be on the show notes on each episode. Am I right? Absolutely. Now, don't forget to kick up your dates, what's happening in the Brisbane theatre scene by checking out the Theatre House website. Do you want to say, Brooke?
2: i was like i was anticipating like she's
1: gonna say theater house and i'm gonna say i knew you're gonna say so i was like brooke would you like to do the honors
2: that's very kind of you to offer but i just cut you off and i was like h -a -u -s
1: but yeah basically just make sure you check up on the website which is theaterhouse .com h -a -u -s there we go you can always you can always find us on facebook instagram and spotify at theater house and at playhouse pod H A U S. That was a fun interview. That was interesting. And But in a good way. I'm not saying that was interesting, like, oh my god, what the heck was that? No, it was interesting. And having there's so much yeah. there's so much behind the scenes work that not many performers and actors are able to really witness.
2: Yeah, what's what's one thing you learnt this episode?
1: Um, producers it is a big gig. I think it's more you need to have a producer in order to create a show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, you need like performers and directors and set designers and that. But the the heart of it is a producer. It's it's how it gets by. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. What I, about you? That I have a brain full of million dollar ideas for a show. Hey, they are potential. <laughs> and even Sam was like, "Hey, they could they could possibly be." Yeah. There. See, I I
2: my I expected that he would be like, oh reduce it to all of them and I fully emotionally prepared myself for that and I was like you know if he hates them that's okay these are just silly ideas um yet here we are who knows season two of the the podcast could be us producing a show
1: you never know all right we're gonna wrap up the episode today don't forget to uh leave a rating um follow up on our socials we'll leave it or leave it on um show notes below as well so if lots of links Lots of links, lots of love. Love, love, love. Woo-hoo.
2: Woo-hoo! Now, if you have something to promote an event, an audition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, please get in contact with us. Theatre House would love to be invited to review.
1: We could feature you on our podcast. Our door is always open at the Theatre House. That's what we're going to say. Everyone is welcome. So even if you're a, a new emerging artist, if you are independent, please do not hesitate to put in an application if you want to be a part of the podcast.
2: Heck yeah. Well, we'll see you all next week. We've got a really big, exciting episode coming up. But it's a secret. Top secret. You'll find out next week.
1: Yeah. If you want to listen. Yeah. You have to wait. Patience is a virtue, younglings. Exactly. See you guys. Bye. And sing.
3: Good morrow, mine kiotis. Tis I, your once and future pal, Old Matty. Through fortuitous wheeling and ordealing, Old Matty bamboozled, hoodwinked, and duped himself an official That's Not Canon production podcast. Delicious word sandwich. The only podcast that transforms literary readables into scrumptious edibles. And the only literature podcast ever made. Probably. Get a questionable recipe and an impeccable book breakdown all in one. By the month as Old Matty reviews a New Yorker short story, share some advice from the almighty titan and Matty's idol, Ernest Hemingway, then finally transforms every element of classic novels into ingredients. Example, marvel as I turn the Maltese Falcon's cynical characters into smoky bitter cheese, and its hard-boiled plot into an egg, shell included. All the while, Delicious Word Sandwich chronicles old Maddie's madcap misadventures, in which he conquers death. So be sure to catch Delicious Word Sandwich on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and in your demonically possessed spaghetti. Until then, farewell my cutees.
1: That's Not Kind of Productions podcast.